Now, who remembers what we've been studying? The previous series we just finished. Who? who? What? Tried by fire. Tried by fire. What do you remember from tried by fire? Mm -hmm. Wow, isn't that amazing? Good, good job, Shmuel. What else do you remember? Tried by fire. What other thing stood out to you? Yes. I need one more from a lady. Oh, no, okay, Ernest. <laughs> I guess your words really matter when it comes down to when you're being um, prosecuted for your uh, religion, mm -hmm. your beliefs. Your words really matter. Because all they want you to do is just say, I don't know Jesus. Just say, I'm not a Christian, right? Just deny your faith. Remember, um, what was his name? Polycaps. Who remember Polycap? Polycap. See, I even messed up his name. Remember Polycap? What did he say? Yeah, he prayed. He said, "Let me pray for an hour," and then he ended up praying for two hours. And then after they took him, and he said, "Just deny him. Have respect for your age, and say just deny him, and we'll let you go." And what was his response? Uh-huh. Yes, Nathan? Uh, I think it was like, he said, like, uh, we served God for so many years. Why would we deny him now? Right. He said he served God for 86 years, and not even once has he done him anything bad. Why should he deny God now? He's not going to deny Jesus. And so he was burnt alive. And then we also said that as we are waiting patiently for the coming of the Lord Jesus, one of the things that Jesus has promised us is going to happen is that there's going to be a rise of persecution, which is already happening in many parts of the world. Remember, we, showed, we saw some videos in Nigeria, in um, Syria, other places of the world right now where people are being killed for their faith. And that with those of us here in North America, we should count ourselves fortunate that we are not going through those things, even though we are going through them in a different way. But however it is, our connection to God has to be at a level that if things turn around, which is likely to happen, and real persecution comes to us like it is happening in other places of the world. We won't say, hey, that's not Christianity. God, where are you? Kind of thing. Really, we saw from the book of Acts that Christianity has always gone through fire. Right? Right from the book of Acts. Stephen was stoned. Paul was stoned so many times. One time they stoned him he was unconscious. They thought he was dead. They left him. Then he revived and walked away. That's the Christianity we've come to believe in. 
And Jesus said, if any man will come after me, in other words, if anybody call, will call himself a Christian, if any man will come after me, right? If anyone will be a Jesus follower, Jesus said, if any man will come after me, and he does not deny himself, in other words, who cares about me? It's all about God. Who cares about me? So Jesus said, if you don't deny yourself, you cannot be my follower. Said, you can call yourself a Christian and have all the nice things, but Jesus said, you will not be my follower. And so he says, on the day of judgment, he said, many people will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, we did this in your name, we did this in your name. He said, get away from me. I never knew you. Right? So it's that personal knowledge of Jesus, that connection to him, that personal relationship with him that supersedes all other things in your life. That's what will make you stand strong when your faith is tried by fire. Okay? God bless you. That was a good recap. Today we have some wonderful guests with us. Alan and his wife Pamela and their daughter Delali. Evelyn. Evelyn. And at the right time, I'll have Alan come and share to us. Maybe not today, maybe another time. Oh, no, make him do it. I make him do it. He'll share to us his testimony. How many of you know Alan? None of you know him. Oh boy, most of you were not born or you were little, little babies when Alan was like real Alan. Alan is now so much into God. Amazing. I've been having great conversations with him. We talk about the Bible and other stuff. Which, yes. Okay, Alan, you know Alan's dad. Who knows his dad? Uncle Larry. Yeah, Uncle Larry. Okay. For when I was in the youth ministry here, Alan was far away from the youth ministry. <laughs> Alan will come to church and he'll be outside <laughs> and doing his own thing, right? I mean, if we, were to, if we were to, at that time, fast forward and say, oh, the time is going to come, Alan is going to be so serious with God, we would say, oh, no, not Alan. Like, Alan is, so he'll come and share his testimony at the right time, okay? So especially you guys. You see, there is value in following God when you are young. And he, he, he has a lot to share with you. Um, he's been listening to our podcast, if you don't know. Those of you who have not been listening, so he, he's in Calgary, Al, um, no. Red, Red, Red Deer, Alberta. He's been listening to our podcast every time. I've not been uploading the recent ones, so he's been missing them, but it's been a blessing. Now, today... We're starting um, a new series, and I believe, I always say this for every series, I always tell you that it's the most important series, <laughs> right? But honestly, this series is one of the most important that I'm going to do with you guys. And if you will pay attention and listen, your life will be changed, like, you, you, you'll get into a closer walk with God, okay? Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. There's a lot to share. I can't share everything, but I'll share what we can share. 
for this series and then we'll move on to, a ne to another series because there, there are a number of things I want to share before the end of the year. So we'll do this and then we'll pick up, we'll pick up another series um, in, in um, what's the month after September? October, <laughs> right? Okay, so let's pray. Let's pray. I want you to pray and talk to God. Say, Lord, open my heart to hear your voice. You know, God's voice is not very strong often. It's very little. Still, small voice. So when God is speaking, you have to be quiet to hear his voice. That's why it says, let everyone be quiet because God is in his temple. So pray that, Lord, let me hear your voice in my heart this morning. Speak to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. I want to start by saying that there are a lot of things we see in the world that are more than what you see. Okay? In fact, as you are sitting down, you know that the real you is not what is sitting down. Beverly, you know that. The real Beverly is not the one with the hair on top. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. The real you is not the one that we see. Romans 12, 11. Ashley, can you see? Read for me. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Amen. So, interesting thing I want you to notice here. He says, I beseech you or I beg you, right? I urge you in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies. Natalie, you're welcome. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, if I give you my phone and I say, Ashley, give me your phone. So let's say it's yours. Give me your phone. Now, you give me your phone. Is Ashley different from this phone? Right? That's how come she could give me the phone, right? So it does not say offer yourself as a living sacrifice, right? It says offer your body. So think of your body like the phone. So it's in this scripture you can see that you are different from your body. Right? So Beverly, offer your body as a living sacrifice. So you must be different from your body. Do you get it? Right? You are different from your body. The real you is not your body. Natalie, do you agree? The real person, Judah, is different from the one I'm looking at. It's, it's not the same. And so in this scripture, it's saying, I'm begging you, offer your body as a living sacrifice. In other words, you know, you know what sacrifice is? Sacrifice is not, 
if if we tell a sheep that hey sheep i'm going to sacrifice you if the sheep understands what we we are saying do you think the sheep will be rejoicing <laughs> do you think the sheep will be rejoicing no if the sheep understands that we're going to sacrifice you means that we are going to kill you it will not be rejoicing right so when it says offer your bodies as a living sacrifice it means that your body is going to be sacrificed now that's not something that's easy because it won't be painful like killing a sheep the sheep will not be enjoying it will go through pain why is it important for us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice remember i'm talking about everything by prayer nothing without prayer and i'm starting off by saying that we have to be spiritual you as you're sitting there you are three parts who knows one is your body the other is your and the other is your soul right you are made up of three parts you the real you is your spirit that's a real person and then your spirit possesses or has a soul and both your spirit and the soul live inside the body so the body is like your house it's a house right that you live inside that's why the moment the the spirit leaves because the spirit is the life life is in the spirit spirit is what gives you life when the spirit leaves your body just drops down and dies right and god says when when god created man and he breathed into adam man became what a living soul so the spirit almost fuses with a soul and becomes a living soul is a spirit that gives life to your soul now because your body you need your body to live on earth there are many desires in our body for instance hunger right when you feel hungry it's in your body who feels hungry right now you feel hungry right now liz no no okay that's good you guys you saved me my money if somebody felt hungry i was going to give them money to go and buy food but you all saved me my money thank god <laughs> but hunger is a feeling in your body what other feelings are in your body who can tell me what pain pain is a feeling in your body yes what other feelings what other feelings are in your body Thirst, yeah? Fear. Fear. Fatigue. What? Fatigue. So they're feeling tired. Right? They're feeling tired. What other fears? Or what other feelings? Yes? Guys, have you seen a beautiful lady before? <laughs> right guys when you see a beautiful lady you don't see that this lady is beautiful right there's nothing wrong you see a beautiful lady and you ladies you your nice face like they don't see handsome guys 
You people see handsome guys too. Wake me up to me. <laughs> right? You know, Timothy was your age. Timothy was a, was a youth like you guys. You know Timothy? In the Bible, Paul wrote the first and second Timothy. He wrote it to Timothy. Timothy was a young man. And Timothy had, was struggling with youthful lusts. Youthful desires. So Paul wrote to him, said, Timothy, run away from youthful desires. Okay? So one of the things that you guys deal with are youthful desires. It's normal. You have feelings. You see something nice, it's nice. You have feelings. <laughs> right? Now, all those feelings are in your body. Right? And this scripture is saying... If we want to please God, huh? if we want to please God, the body, we must offer it as a sacrifice to God. So that you can be spiritual, so that your spirit can be a strong person. Because if you feed your body all the time, you are giving strength to your body. Now, all those desires are very strong. You, you can't easily resist them but when you put the body on the altar and sacrifice it then your spirit becomes strong it's easy to resist those desires that are inside the body read let's read galatians chapter 5 galatians chapter 5 from verse 18 i don't have it here but let's read it from verse 18 where's your bible it's on my phone but i'm gonna get distracted so okay okay then keep it in don't be distracted. Yes, Galatians 5. Who is there? Shemuel. Read from verse 18. If you are led by the Spirit, you are what? Not under the law. You are not under the law. So he's talking about your spirit man being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Go on. The acts of flesh are obvious. The acts of the flesh. Take your time. The acts of the flesh. So now he's talking about the desires or the actions in your body. You said they are obvious. Why? Because they are in your body. The things in the body, we easily see it, right? They are obvious. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Sexual immorality. Impurity. Impurity. So impurity there is talking about impure thoughts. You know, sometimes you don't do something bad, but the impurity is all in the mind, you know? Can imagine certain things that you know if what I am thinking about right now, if God were to just cast it on the screen for people to see what I am thinking about right now, you see that it will not be good. <laughs> That's impurity, impure thoughts. Uh huh, go on. I should give an example of that. Oh, we are in church. <laughs> Impure thoughts. Yes, go on. Debauchery. Debauchery. Uh-huh. Adultery. You guys know what adultery means? Yeah. Okay. You know what adultery means? Yeah. You know what adultery means? Okay, go on. Uh, and witchcraft. And witchcraft. You, hello? You know what witchcraft is? Yes. What is witchcraft? What? Things that are aunties and uncles, what? Do 
back in Ghana. They do back in Ghana. So are there witches here in, in Canada? Yeah. So they do it here too, but So they do it here too. Yes, Emmanuel. Huh? That's witchcraft. They call it magic. Everything magic is occultic. Don't get involved. Yeah. Psychics. It's all different forms of witchcraft. Now, she said, Oh, God is telling me this. Of course. Of course. Even the devil counts as an angel of light, the Bible says. Right? So, witchcraft, actually, the baseline of witchcraft is dominating, controlling. So, what witchcraft is, is trying to control somebody else's life against their will. That's witchcraft. Okay, trying to control somebody else's life against their will is witchcraft, and it has different levels. Different levels. Some do it um, out of their soul, right, where they are just controlling somebody by their behavior, and then it becomes demonic, where now they are using an actual evil spirit to do it, right, and then they get into all sorts of evil things which is all demonic. And the Bible says it's all in the body. It's a work of the flesh. You know? And all those, everyone who does that, you're hell bound. You're going to hell straight. Not just witchcraft, but all these things that are being listed here. Okay, go on. Uh, hatred. Hatred. Uh-huh. Discord. Discord. Have you hated someone before? Yeah. yeah. Right? It's all in the body. Uh-huh. Discord, as in, I don't talk to this person. Oh, this, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't talk to you anymore. Mm. I don't like you as a friend. I don't talk to you anymore. It's all in the body. That's it, it's all works of the flesh. It's all works of the okay, flesh. You're not right for you when you're cutting them off. Like, I'm not going to talk to you because you're not right for me. You're not right for you. You're not right for you. Are you right for God? Are you right for Jesus? You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Right? So, God deals with us, even with all our issues, and still loves us. And Jesus said, if I forgive you your sins, why won't you forgive your friend their sins? Right? So, I, I, made, a, I made a covenant with myself a long time. Because there was a time in my life I also wasn't talking to somebody. <laughs> yeah, when I was your age. There was a time I wasn't talking to somebody. Somebody did something to me that really hurt me. It's like, you, I'll never talk to you. But if the person is sitting here, I'll sit over there. I'll not, I'll, we're in the same class. This was in school. This was probably what, what you, maybe grade six. So even... Grade six or seven, they're about in Ghana. In Ghana, we call it the uh, Aka. Uh, yeah, I mean, why I wasn't talking, like, seriously, I wasn't talking. And then after that time, I really became like, I was going to church, but I wasn't really born again. Like, you know, like I tell you guys, coming to church doesn't mean anything if you don't know Jesus. 
So I was going to church with my mom, my dad, but I really didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. So when I eventually had that contact with Jesus, and I realized, she's going to be a preacher, you, you, you wait and see. And I realized that that... Um, And I realized that um, that's not right. doesn't please God. I made amends and then said, no, I'll talk to you. So I started talking. And then at that time, I made a covenant with myself that as long as I'm alive, there should not be a human being on earth that I don't talk to. Wait, what if they did something like really bad, like murdered your mom or something? Yeah. Have to forgive them? Yes. Really, really bad, yes. And you know, this same person, after many years, this same person did, are you guys listening? Did something else even worse than the previous one to me. But I, I, I easily forgave because of that covenant. I said, no, there's, there's not, there should not be any one person that I don't talk to. No matter what, I... I will still be friends. Oh, you want to know? Yeah. You take me out to lunch, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> you take me out to lunch, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, so let's go on. So that was Discord. What's the next one? Jealousy. Jealousy. Hmm. <laughs> Jealousy. You guys know what jealousy is? Yeah. <laughs> What's jealousy? Please. When you're jealous of something. When you envy someone. Now you use another word, envy. What's the difference between jealous and envy? Envy is something deeper. Now, is God a jealous God? What? Is God a jealous God? Who just said that? Now, now, guys, listen. God actually said, I am a jealous God. He said it. Oh. So is jealousy bad? No, it's not bad. Yeah. Jealousy is not bad. Why is, this, why is it then saying that jealousy is one of the acts of the flesh? Yes, Emmanuel. I think it's different for God. Uh -huh. It's different for God. <laughs> Guys, listen, listen. I feel like jealousy is when are you listening? God basically created us for like, in a sense, He owns us. He owns us. Already his. Right. Already his. Yeah. Right, yes. So I, I, I think when you said jealous, kind of, I don't want to tell you, I know said it's, it's different from what, from what our jealousy is. Yeah. Because he, he made us, he created us. That's like saying, um, Beverly or someone made food, and after that, everyone's giving me the credit. Right. Right. Aha. Exactly. I mean, you think of it. I'm married to my wife, beautiful wife Frida, 
and God forbid, forbid. uh huh, <laughs> another person says that, Oh, I want to share your wife with you. Aha, you see, now imagine, imagine, now, no, no, wait, 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 listen, listen, guys, listen. Imagine I'm like this nice Christian guy, like, Oh, Jesus said we should share. So, <laughs> right? And then I'm like all quiet and nothing. I'm not doing anything. Now, as opposed to, as opposed to, I'm like, this person says he wants to share my, okay, where's my gun? If you like, come close. Right? And I, I have my gun with me if you like, come close. Now, which of the two would you say that which behavior would, would demonstrate to you that I really love my wife? The gun. Right? The gun. The other one that I say, oh, it's okay, whatever. You see, it tells you that I really don't love my wife. Right? So, it's the same. And, and my wife, it's like that because my wife, because of marriage, we have become one. So, I belong to her, she belongs to me. Do you get it? By virtue of marriage. So, I am jealous for her. So, that's the good jealousy. That's, so, that's jealousy. And when God says he's a jealous God, it's because he owns us, like he was saying. Now, when we become jealous of someone, so somebody else has a car, which I don't have, very nice car, which I don't have, for instance, and I'm jealous of him. That is being jealous of something that somebody owns, which is not mine. Right? And that's not good. Now, if I have my nice car, and you are trying to take my car for a ride and pretend like it's yours, well, I put you in your place and get the keys from you. That's my car, right? And if I'm jealous for my car, you can't fault me on it because it's my car. Do you get it? But if it's not mine and I'm having bad feelings because you have it, that's evil. And that's wrong jealousy. Do you get it? Okay, but what if it's like, for example, like, oh, like, he has something, and I'm like, oh, like, I want that, but it's not like I'm like, oh, like, I want that, like, it's like, oh, like, I want to get that. Like, right, know? no, that's, 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 that's not what we're talking about. We're talking of where there's evil intent, it's like, why should he have it? They don't even deserve it. I should rather be having that kind of thing, right? That's, that's jealousy, and, and it easily graduates into envy, right? It graduates into envy where... It's like now you actually even wish something bad will happen to the person. Becomes malice. You know, and all these words that we're using, they are actual sins. Each of them, they are all sins. Jealousy, envy, malice, right? They are all sins where it's not like I actually do something bad, but I'm just sitting there. You see me sitting there like a saint, smiling and everything, but in my heart, I have all these bad thoughts and feelings about other people. Nobody sees it, right? But it's in my heart and God sees it. And all these things are where? In the body. 
Now, you wonder why it says, offer the body as a living sacrifice. Right? All these things are in the body. Now, if you are going to please God, you have to be spiritual. To be spiritual means that you overcome all these desires that are in the body. And you offer the body as a sacrifice. As in, kill all these things. Doesn't mean that you kill your body, like kill yourself. No, that's not what it means. But it means that you say no to this body and the desires that are in this body. And somebody offends me that this body says, you have to do something back to the person or don't talk to the person or do this back. That's the body talking to you. But then you say, no, I'm not doing that. And the moment you do that, you are offering the body as a sacrifice. You are offering the body. Now, the, yes. You know how um, one of them was adultery? What's the difference between adultery and fornication? Good question. What's the difference between adultery and fornication? So adultery is what happens when married people don't stay faithful to their marriage. So people who are married, they're supposed to only have sexual intercourse between the husband and the wife. When one of them goes outside of the marriage to have sexual relationship with somebody else, that's adultery. Fornication is oftentimes what happens when young people who are not married want to do things that married people do. That is fornication. And in our world today, because of advancement of technology, people have advanced in the different kinds of sexual impurity. So if you read the Bible, are you listening? The very first sin that he talked about was what? Sexual immorality. The actual Greek word there is all forms of sexual impurity. All forms. So today, what are the different forms of sexual impurity that there are? Yes, you guys tell me. Pornography. What else? Masturbation. What else? What? Bestiality. You know what bestiality is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That's really disgusting, but it happens. Listen, listen, guys. <laughs> that allows it. Yeah. 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 There's already conversations on on it between their pets, right? And it's going to happen. It's already happening. What what other sexual immorality are there? Last, right? What is what do you guys call sexting? What is that? Uh huh. Uh huh. Texting freaky, freaky stuff. <laughs> Right? Those are all. Guys, are you with me? Hello? 
Balenda, are you with me? Okay. So what was I saying? What was I saying? The difference between fornication and right. So sexual immorality encompasses all of these things. Now all these. Now listen. I want to move on because of time. Are you with me? All these things are in the body. So if you're a Christian, right, and your whole focus is your body, j- just tell me, can you, can you just tell me how your Christian life is going to be? <laughs> terrible, really terrible if your focus is your body, right? Eat good food, look good. There's nothing wrong with eating good food. There's nothing wrong with eating good, but if 100% of your focus and effort is in your eating and your looks, guess what? You are meat for the devil. How did sin come into the world? You know, when the devil wanted to get human beings to sin against God, what did he use? Food. Food. Right? Food. Why? Because the devil knows to turn against God, I have to give strength to the body. That's, that's one sure way the devil can get you to rebel against God. He makes sure that your body is satisfied, pleasurable, happy, enjoyable, looks good, feels good. The body is at its height. And its peak in strength, you easily turn against God. On the other hand, somebody who wants to please God puts the body on the altar, living sacrifice. The moment that happens, the spirit man receives strength because it is in your spirit that you serve God. John 4.24, let's read that. I don't have it here. John 4.24. John chapter 4, verse 24. Please, those of you without Bibles, next week, make sure you bring your Bible, please. Very, very important. Make sure you bring your Bible to church. John 4, 24. What does it say? Yes, Emmanuel. That is the, and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Exactly. God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in body. Is that what he says? Must worship <laughs> They must worship him in spirit and in truth. That is why I'm talking to you about becoming spiritual. Becoming spiritual. And the one of the fastest ways to become spiritual is through prayer. Prayer. That's why we're talking about everything by prayer. Nothing what? Nothing without prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Lois, can you see? Kind of. Okay, read for me. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and 
Supplication. Mm -hmm. Amen. Be careful for nothing. Are you guys with me? Hello? Are you here? Be careful for nothing. If I say to you, be careful for nothing, what am I saying? What? No, say it. What, what did you say? You don't know. Okay. <laughs> don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. What does it mean to be anxious? If your exam is coming and you're anxious, what does it mean? Nervous, right? You're nervous, right? <laughs> it means you are nervous. Now, if you are nervous, what does it mean, Hadassah? You're, you're scared, you're worried, right? It's almost like you think something is going to go wrong, right? So, it says, be careful for nothing. In other words, don't be nervous about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication. Supplication is a big word for begging. Supplication means begging. By prayer and begging or petitioning, let your requests be made known to God. Now, everyone here, can you think of one thing that you have or you still worry about? Just one thing. If you can think of one thing that you worry about, raise your hand. Just one thing. Just one thing that you worry about. Just try, try. There, sh there should be at least one thing. Come on. There should be at least one thing that you, you worry about, or that you, you are bothered about, or you are nervous about, or you worry about. Maybe you just think, or you are concerned about something. Okay? All right. Put, put your hands down. This scripture is saying there shouldn't be anything that you worry about. There should not be anything. Why? Now, practically... Practically, as we are all living on earth and human beings, do you think that there will really be nothing that you worry about? No. Do you think that there will be, I mean, there will, there will be absolutely nothing that will bother you? Hmm? There's always something. There is always something that really will bother you, will worry you. There's always something that you'll be concerned about. Is that true? There's always something, right? Either the teacher who is not really good and is trying to fail you, right? In spite of you trying to study hard and everything. Or this friend who is trying to accuse you wrongly or something, right? It could be anything that you are dealing with yourself, okay? And so when this scripture says, be careful for nothing it prescribes a medication for anything that bothers us and that medication is in everything by prayer 
in everything. That everything is everything that has the power to make you worry. Everything that makes you concerned. Everything, everything by prayer and supplication. Let that thing be made known to God. And then God's peace, which passes understanding, right, will keep your heart and mind in Christ. Now, what does that mean? The peace of God which passes understanding. Have you seen, imagine somebody in the middle, or not even in the middle of a storm. Imagine someone, as we're sitting, as we're all sitting here, if a lion jumps into this room here, what will be the normal reaction for everybody? Screaming, running. Now, if a lion jumps in here and I am sitting down quietly and I'm just relaxed like this and the lion is like, <laughs> and I'm like that, what will that tell you about me? That I'm crazy, right? That I'm brave or that I'm crazy or something wrong with me. Now, would you also say that I'm peaceful? Right. I'm peaceful, but my peacefulness doesn't make sense. Right? That is peace that passes understanding. Peace that has... It doesn't make sense. Like, it's not like the lion is not there. The lion is there, but I'm peaceful. That's what happens when you pray about everything. When you pray about everything, it doesn't mean that they would, the situation will change. But God gives you peace in the midst of the challenge, in the midst of the situation. Now, I want to tell you guys, make your mind that you will pray about everything. You know, somehow in our mind, we, we designate certain things as this one, I don't need to pray about. Like, I can figure this out. I don't need to pray about this. Oh, this, I don't need to bother God with this. You know, it's only the difficult things that we talk to God about, right? Some, in our mind, that's what we do. It's like, if I know what to do, I don't need to pray about it. It's when I don't know what to do, that's when I need to talk to God about it. Now, when you, do, when you live your life that way, you will not be spiritual. And you will miss out on a lot of the things God has for you. Make your mind... No matter what it is, I will pray to God about it. Pray about everything. In the Bible, Jesus wanted to emphasize to us the importance of praying about everything. So look at these scripture verses. We've already seen one in Philippians 4, 6. Look at this one in Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, 18. Kira, can you see? You wear glasses. You didn't bring your glasses. Nana, how are you? Bye-bye. Can you see? Yes. Read for me. Ephesians 6, 18. Praying always without, praying always without prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all things. Okay. How many times is this saying we should pray here? Always praying, always. Remember, Pastor last week said that. Said, "Don't pray Ah, there's a time when prayers don't have to be long. There are times where prayer has to be very long. Like how long? Very long, like days. Yeah. Yeah. 
in the Bible, there are short prayers and there are long prayers. And most of the time, if you are going to be truly spiritual, you have to train yourself to pray long prayers. And long prayers are usually prayed in private. It's not like we have, we have gone out to go and eat and we say, bless the food for us to eat. That's not when you're going to pray for three hours. No. By the time you finish praying, I would have finished eating. <laughs> right? You have to pray a short prayer. Blessed, bless. Amen. <laughs> Are you guys with me? So, here it says, pray always. Now, Beverly, read this scripture. Luke 18, verse 1. She wants to read. She said, Brett wants to read. Yeah, let me read. Okay. Bring Spake a parable unto them to this end. The men ought always to pray and not to faint. Right. And men there is neutral gender. It's not like men. It's man and woman. Okay? So, Jesus is saying people have to pray how many times? Always. Always. Sorry? Always. Yes. Okay. Um, you know how all sin is equal, right? All sin is equal. Yeah, like yes. for example, if I stole, it's equal to me lying. Uh-huh. Why do people bash gay people the most then if all sin is equal? Uh-huh. Very good. Very, very, very good question. <laughs> okay. So all sin is equal. Why is it that some sins are bashed more than others? Now, if you read the Bible, guys, listen. Beverly, you want me to answer the question? Are you listening? All sin is sin. But in the Bible, in 1 John, I believe, chapter 5, somewhere in the verses, it says all sin is sin. But it also says that there are some sins that lead to death and there are some sins that don't lead to death. So you see that even though all sin is sin, all sins are not the same. Even from that scripture alone, right? And then there's another scripture that says that anyone who sins any sin, right, does it or sins against or does the sin. But anyone who commits fornication sins against his own body. So it categorizes fornication differently from all other sins, right? So, no, it doesn't say it's the worst, but it's just trying to say that it's a different type of sin, right? So, all sin is sin, but not all sins are equal. How are they not equal? They are not equal in the, uh, in the, in the weight of rebelliousness that is in the sin, which attracts its measure of judgment. Do you get it? So, for instance, if I steal fish from my mommy's soup, and somebody kills somebody. They are both sins. But the punishment for those two sins are not going to be the same. It won't be justice. That I should be life imprisonment for stealing fish from my mommy's soup. And the one who kills somebody also should be life imprisonment. That won't be justice. Right? And God is a God of justice. That is why even in hell, do you know that even in hell, the fires burn differently? <laughs> right? There'll be the it will all be punishment, but the punishment will be in different levels. So, to answer your question, Beverly, particularly the sin of homosexuality 
is one of the abominations that God forbids, right? And that's why it's, it's almost like it's in a different class. Actually, to put it in context, sexual immorality, right, is in a different class because it says you sin against your own body. But then when it comes to the unnatural use, so sexual immorality is a young man who sees a beautiful lady, falls in love, we're not married, and they get into a sexual relationship and whatever. Yeah, it's sin, but it's not the same as going out of the natural use and a woman and a woman and a man and a man. That's in a different class on its own, and it attracts its own punishment from God. Do, do you get it? Right. Very, very good point. And to enjoying the class. Right. I, I, what time I said, like, oh, I don't understand why in, like, kids' cartoons they're trying to make characters gay. And some gay kid from my school came <laughs> can't got mad at me. And right. I was ignorant for saying that. Right. Like, I don't right. Like, anything. See, the thing is, what makes the gay conversation very sensitive? Are you listening? Yeah. Right. They are going against nature. Right? There are certain things. Now, can you imagine who teaches the dog when the dog gives birth? Who teaches the dog how to breastfeed? How does a dog know how to breastfeed? Yeah, it just knows, right? How how does a mother who has never given birth all of a sudden know how to take care of their baby when they give birth? Do we know? Do mothers know? To, to, <laughs> to different levels. You just know. To a certain extent, you yeah. just know. Right? There are things you will learn, but to a certain extent, you know. Now, those are, that's instincts. It's natural. Now, the moment you go against nature, there's something called conscience that will keep ringing a bell that you're doing something wrong. This is not natural. No, no don't. This is not right. right? It keeps ringing a bell. And so, that bell keeps ringing for gay and lesbians, keeps ringing. They themselves feel, know that mm, something not right, right? So how do they overcome that? They try to convince themselves that this is who I am. This is right. This is my normal way of living. This is how I was made. This is normal. They try to convince themselves so that they can continue in that way. Do you get it? 
Now, imagine the person is going through all that effort to try to convince himself. And then you come from somewhere and then you say, no, this is a wrong lifestyle. How do you think that person will feel? They will feel like, no way. Why I've been going through all this pain trying to convince myself that this is right and this is the way I was made. And you are telling me that, no, away with you. And that's how come it's so sensitive to them. The moment you point it out to them, it's like you are, you are confirming what they themselves feel and know within themselves that this is wrong. But they are convincing themselves that, no, it's not wrong, it's true. So they go through all of that, right? And that's why they would easily fight you the moment you say it. So you have to use wisdom. You have to use wisdom around them. And you also have to remember that just like some of you are struggling with some sins, they are also struggling. Some of them in their mind, like I'm telling you that they are struggling, they know within themselves this is not right. They are only looking for somebody who would not in a judgmental way put them down, but love them as they are and bring them gradually to accept what they are feeling that, no, what, what you are feeling within yourself is true. This is not normal. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? But where we fail as Christians is like, oh, there's something weird about you. you away with you. I don't want to be with you. I don't even want to talk with you. Ew kind of thing. But no, that's wrong. The person is already struggling. They themselves, you don't need to, is it, you don't need to, he that is down needs fear no fall. The person is already down. They know it, even though they will act out and do all whatever. When they go back home, after doing all the drugs and whatever, and they go back home, between them and God, they know there's something wrong with me. That I'm not normal. Yes. You have something to say also. Okay. I don't know if this is wrong, but, like, Africans also, like, they take it to, like, the extent, like, for example, like, if they had a child and the child came up to them saying, like, oh, mom, I'm a boy, but I want to be a girl, or something like that, they'll, like, like, hey. them, like all of this, but, like, what do you, like, what can you really do but just accept them and pray for them, like, you know? Well, first so of all. Most strong people, like, I feel like homosexual people and, like, transgenders, they're, like, so strong, like, they're, like, no, like, even if you tell them, like, no, like, this is not right. right. Now, this is where we have to put things in context. If I came to you and I say, I feel like killing myself, what would you say? Well, I don't want you to feel bad, so it's okay. Here's a blade, and this is how you can do it. What? Is that what you would say? No, no, no. But, but, <laughs> listen. When somebody comes to you and says, I'm a boy, but I feel like I'm a girl, right? It's as serious as somebody coming to you telling you that I want to commit suicide. Aha. How is that the same? How is that the same? You see, when you understand the holiness of God and you understand the seriousness of sin, right? Sin and cancer, which one is worse? Which one is worse? Sin or cancer? Sin. Aha! With cancer, you can die and go to heaven. Right? So, if somebody says, I feel like going to sin, and he tells you that, and then you're like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. 
So you can go ahead. It's like you telling somebody who has come to you, I want to, I feel like drinking this poison. You can go ahead and drink it. Now, I know it's difficult for you to see it as uh, relate, an example that relates to each other. But if you actually sit down and think about what sin does to a human being, you would see that if you truly love somebody, which is what your parents do, okay, your parents truly love you. Right, the, the approach may not be the best, but I want you to kind of get under it and see the motive behind what they are doing, right? Just overlook the approach and see it. what's driving it is love, right? What's driving it is love, but then they may, they may approach it in a different way, which it's lack of knowledge, right? They, they, just, they just need to know how to communicate and interact. And when somebody comes to you and says that, how you go about it, it's, it's the same. Like, for instance, somebody comes to you and says, I want to commit suicide. There's a way you go about it. If you don't go about it the right way, you might actually accelerate the suicide, right? And if you don't know how to go about it, you would mess up. Now, do you think parents go to school that teaches them how you deal with your kid when your child comes to you and says, I'm a girl, but I feel like I'm a guy. Do you think that the, your, your parents, do you think they went to school and they taught them that? How do you expect them to know? That's why we have to be patient with them when certain things come up. Now, of course, God forbid, none of you are going to have that feeling. I don't know how you have that feeling anyway. Well, it's demonic, right? It's, it's completely demonic. The same way that a married person has a feeling for another person they are not married to. It's completely demonic. Anyway, no, you will get married to a very handsome man. And you will enjoy your marriage. Say amen. All right. Okay, so let's, let's try and wrap up here. Now, Jesus says, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Gabriel, read this scripture for me. Luke 21, 36. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of God. Right. Jesus is talking about the end times and he's prescribing something that we should do to survive in the last days. What's that? How often? Every day. Always. Always. Pray. Always. Okay. And now let's read this last scripture, Anel. First Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. Now, the point that I want to make, are you listening, is that pray about some things. Is that what I'm saying? No. Pray about what? Everything. Everything. Pray about everything. What? Everything. Pray about everything. I, I don't know how I can stress it to you. There is nothing that is too insignificant to not pray about. There is absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. When I was, I, I was in Calgary, so I, my flight was supposed to be at 7 a.m., which means I have to be at the airport at least two hours before, right? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just something has to mess up, and then you have missed your flight. That's all. <laughs> That's how simple it is. If you, if you go too close, like for instance, when I was leaving, I almost missed my flight. You know, because I calculated and I was there, but you know what happened? Where I entered, I did not enter close enough to the gate. And it was a long walk from where I entered. And the boarding was 6.20 and I was like, it was like 6.10 or so. And I had to do this long walk. I had to run and I wasn't feeling well. I had to run with my luggage and da, 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 and got there right at the time. And I was saying to myself, what if I had delayed a little bit? Something just happened a little bit. Like one guy who was with me in the bus, the shuttle bus I was going, he was also right dead on on the time. And it wasn't because he came late. He had planned to come early, but on his way, he had an accident on his car. So he got delayed. He had to leave his car there, get on a taxi and all of that. So imagine if he had left close to the time, he would have missed his flight. But I was saying that to say that when I was leaving Calgary, I had to leave at 5 a.m. And 5 a.m., I had to, I was coming with Uber. And I was saying to myself, well, these Uber drivers, they are working on their own schedule. Who will be awake at 5 a.m.? Will I get a car? And it's not like Toronto, like Toronto that everybody is there, right? So I was really wondering, will I get a car? Did I pray about it? Yes. I said, God, please wake up an Uber driver to pick me up at 5 a.m. And I scheduled the Uber thing. I woke up at 4. I checked. There's no one who had responded. 4.30, nobody had responded. 4.45, nobody had responded. I'm like, hmm. God, I really prayed. <laughs> so I, and I picked up the phone, tried to call a taxi. And as I called the taxi, I heard, but you prayed to me, why? Just relax, you'll get a thing. So I was on the phone with the taxi people and they hung up on me. Hey. Yeah. Then I said, okay, sure. Maybe God just doesn't want me to bother with them. As soon as they hung up on me, an Uber driver picked up my schedule and said, I'm coming, I'm 10 minutes away. Pray about everything. There is nothing too insignificant to not pray about. Are you studying chemistry and it's difficult to understand? Pray about it. You pick up your book to read. Holy Spirit, I don't get this kind of stuff. Can you come and explain it to me? In Jesus' name, amen. Pray about everything. You see mom and dad quarreling? Pray about it. I don't like it, Holy Spirit, when I see mom and dad quarreling. It's not good. I don't like it. Can you please help them to stop quarreling? In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Pray about everything. Anything that is a bother. Anything that is a worry. You're watching the television. Some very nice woman comes and sits on the carpet and your feelings are up in the window. Pray about it. Holy Spirit, I don't like the way I'm feeling. I don't like to feel this way. I don't think it's good. Can you please get it out of me? In Jesus' name, amen. Pray about everything. There is nothing that is too insignificant to not pray about. 
A friend just talked to you in a very bad way and you really didn't like it. And you start to feel, you know, at another time I'll talk to you about demons and how they work. They work through your feelings and your desires. So the moment you begin to feel some way, you can be sure it's a spirit at work. You have to shut him off. Why do you think Jesus gave us power to cast out demons? Out of whom are you casting out those demons? The first is you. Huh? You have to shut them out. Say, no, I'm not feeling this way. This is not, this is not the right feeling. I bind that spirit and I cast it out in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray about everything. Pray about everything and then pray always. Yes, Shumuel. Uh huh. Um, so you see how when you speak tongues, right? Is it is it possible to have the same tongue as another person, but then it means something else? Yes. Like, is it possible to have the same tongues as another person? And that his tongues means something else. Exactly. Like, you know your I hear other people doing that too, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, now, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something right now. So let's say, Beverly, I have a way I'm talking to you. So as right now, if I do this, right? <laughs> say you know what it means. But I have another way of talking to Judah, that if I do this, <laughs> he also knows what it means. But they all don't mean the same thing. But it's the same act, right? What do you think defines what it means? Is it not relationship? It's how I've related to her and how we've learned to communicate. So I could say ba, right, to God. And because of my unique relationship with God, he knows what I mean. And you could say ba to God, and he knows what you mean. So that even in crying, when you come to the room and I'm crying in prayer, and you are also crying in prayer, we're not saying words, right, but just crying, God knows exactly what I'm saying by my tears. Of course it is. Very, very powerful prayer. In fact, depending on the intensity of your praying, sometimes when the burden is so heavy, you can't even pray, not even in tongues. Like it just becomes a cry. That's what the Bible says in Romans 8, 26. We do not know how we ought to pray as we ought to, but the Holy Spirit prays. If you read another version, it says, with groans that are too deep for words. Right? With Christ, groans, cries that are too deep. You can't even express it. It's just, uh, uh, and then you're crying. I've been there many times. Many times. Where I cried. Was one time I got, to a, I got to a season in life that I did not know what my next move will be. And if God did not come through, I was done. <laughs> I had to go and pray. And as I was praying, I began to cry and cry. I, I wept and wept and wept. And in that moment of crying, I heard God's voice that the prayer is answered. So I got up. So when I got up, I knew the prayer was answered. The following morning, Sorry? There's an animal? Come on, Beverly. 
<laughs> okay, what was I saying? You were talking about having his wife and God said your prayer is answered. Hey, so you are listening. Okay. All right, so the point that I'm making is pray about everything. And then number two, pray always. Okay, pray always. It's 1230. Thanks for the reminder. We're going to pray now. Okay, next, next week, next week, I will tell you seven reasons why you should do everything by prayer. Seven reasons why. Okay, why you have to do everything by prayer. Like, there should not be anything you are doing that you haven't prayed about. There shouldn't. You're going back to school next week. Have you prayed about it? I mean, this week. You are thinking of making a new friend. Have you prayed about it? When you get to school and you are picking your courses, I mean, you guys don't pick your courses, do you? You do. You have to pray about it. Do you get it? Pray about everything. Now, the moment you do that, hello? The moment you do that, you know what you are doing? You are starting a journey to become a spiritual person. You have, you have just begun the journey to be a spiritual person. Any question before we pray? All right, let's close our eyes. Close your eyes as we pray. Hello? Now, if you are here, and you acknowledge, you realize that there are many things that you should have prayed about you never really prayed about. I want you to ask God to forgive you. God wants us to pray and talk to him about everything. So ask God to forgive you. The many things you worried about, maybe you were sick or dad was sick or mom was sick, somebody was not feeling well, you really didn't talk to God about it. I want you to pray. So Lord, please forgive me. I'm learning now. But I have to pray about everything. Ask God to forgive you. He will forgive you. He will forgive you. Maybe the other things that you thought that, ah, I don't need to bother God about this. Still asking to forgive you. And now pray and tell God, help me from today to pray about everything always everything let me talk to you whatever it is let me talk to you help me holy spirit thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus palo sheke mari daskufa seblo declia dose Jezemonda ravile bredusko sumro dilekle dizabaduas. Help us, Holy Spirit, help us to commit in prayer everything to you. You pay attention to us, Lord. We are not too little in your eyes. You listen to us.
everything we have to say to you, you pay attention to it. Help us to not belittle the times with you that you so cherish. Help us to talk to you about everything. Everything, Lord. That we should do nothing without prayer. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.